Hello and good afternoon, good evening, good morning, depending on when you're listening to this, and welcome to the Victory Podcast. This is your host, Monique Watson, and thanks for joining me. So on today's episode, episode 11, we have Vanda and Frank Favreau from Calgary, and I sat down with them to kind of talk a little bit about marriage. They've been married for over 25 years. Um, they don't call themselves experts as you'll hear in the interview, but, um, you know, just other folks that have, that have been able to have a successful marriage for the last 25 plus years and have some great tips and tricks for those who are married, interested in becoming married, um, or out there looking for that special someone. So I hope you enjoy. All right, so thank you for joining us. This is the Victory Podcast, and I'm your host, Monique Watson. And today I have uh, Vanda and Frank Favaro, who are going to talk a little bit about marriage and relationships. Thanks for joining, Vanda and Frank. Thank you uh, for having us. I find it funny. I'm glad you didn't call us experts or anything, because, you know, (laughs) it's like anyone else that's swimming in the pool. We're just kind of thrown in and doing our best to not drown. (laughs) (laughs) absolutely so maybe you can tell our listeners i know uh those who are avid listeners know vanda's lovely voice already but maybe can tell a little bit about yourselves and uh, maybe how you all got to know me the lovely human being hosting this podcast okay well i'll go first because i'm frank's connection to monique obviously right um okay well uh, yeah my name is vanda You, you pronounce the last name right which is great Oh, yay. I was worried about that. I was like, I think I know how to pronounce it, but we, we, yeah, Frank and I both said it two different ways in our wedding vows. So, um, maybe that's a story for a little later, but (laughs) he pronounced his last name differently than I pronounced our last name. So in our wedding vows. So anyway, uh, (laughs) are you married to someone else? Well, that's, yeah, actually that's another another story. That's why we've been together for 25 years. Um, yeah, so my name is Vanda. I am a Canadian born in uh, sort of central Canada, in t- Ontario area, now living in Calgary, which is the Great West, uh, near near Banff, the Rockies, if anyone has come here for travel and things. Um, yeah, and I met Monique uh, at work. We ended up, you ended up getting sort of a placement position here in Canada, in Calgary, uh, that's how we met. I, I, I'm always interested in meeting people with different backgrounds. And so with your like Southern drawl, which I'm sure you don't even think you have, but you I totally don't compared do. to other people. <laughs> compared the to other people I know. about is when, when it like really shows itself. It's when a y'all comes out. That's, that's usually how people can tell. No, exactly. Exactly. And we worked for a company that had Texans and, and lots of other people working there too. So uh, there was a little bit of that there anyway, but, um, yeah, so that's how we met. Uh, oh, how many years ago was that? Five or something? Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Five years ago. Yeah. Cause that's we moved somewhere. there in January five, like five and a half now. Cause we moved yeah. there first week of January, 2015. So yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I just, you know, like I said, I, we ended up working in the same department and just kind of 
hit it off. We, we took, um, Frank and I took you and Christian to Banff and to the mountains cause you hadn't been there yet. Cause you didn't have a car, which Calgary's, you know, it's close to Banff and the, and the Rockies, but it's, you still need a car or some way to get there. So we kind of offered to take you guys. And that was kind of, I think where it all kind of, and then Christian had an even, even greater Southern accent drawl. I just loved it. Uh, yeah. So it was, it was, uh, I guess that's kind of how we, I think, hit it off. And yeah, now we're like on each other's podcast just as, as an excuse to, to keep in touch. Awesome. Frank? Oh, Mary Frank. All right. Well, I, I grew up in northern Ontario in a small town called uh, Sudbury, Ontario. And I grew up there until I was, uh, what was I, 20, 25, 26? Yeah. And then I got married to this lovely woman next to me. <laughs> and, uh, I guess we're just 24 years old, right? When we got married at 24. And then uh, this lovely woman next to me, uh, we have spent... <laughs> my dog's growling. <laughs> <laughs> the dogs are growling because they know he's lying. <laughs> and, and, it's a lie detector. Yeah, exactly. So then we, uh, we, we moved out to Calgary, Alberta, uh, close to about 20, 21 years ago. Yeah. Um, and we've been here ever since. And same thing. We just enjoy being out here and... Uh, um, yeah, no, it's good. And then I guess I met you through Vanda, so it was through Vanda's work, so yeah, that's it. <laughs> now neither of us work in that same place anymore, and right, right, yeah, but still the friendship continues. Well, so, yeah, like, good. yeah, we're friends in spite of that place. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, let's talk a little bit about how you all met each other. How how the Favaros came to be the Favaros. Maybe you can give us a little, whoever wants to answer, or maybe there's two versions of the story. Well, we knew each other from high school. We were kind of in the same, uh, I guess, stratosphere of friends. Um, you know, we had kind of similar friends, same friends. Um, so we kind of went to high school together, but we didn't really connect until after high school. Um, I, I kind of relate that I didn't really like Vanda at the time. Uh, and it wasn't because of her. It was because the, basically the, some of the friends she hung around I didn't really like too much. So I never, you know, really thought that we would get together over time. So, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really like Vanda at the time, I guess. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, he, he completely judged me by my friends and my friends were my cousins. And so, um, you, you know how you have those people you, you choose and you bring into your life and then you have people that you're kind of like, Hey, we've just always been around each other. So we stick around together. Does that make sense? Yeah. Anyway, so we weren't, we were like, we were great girls. We never got into trouble. Like, I don't know what Frank, Frank was a little judgmental, I think. But anyway, uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, no, Frank, no, <laughs> uh, Frank was also a year ahead of me in school. We just kind of, we connected a little bit through friends and things like that. I always thought he was just very kind. He was always very, my mom remembers me coming home and saying this Frank guy whose last name I can't pronounce. Um, I just, he's a really nice guy. Like he just was so, he was so different than 17 year old guys at that time who were so so stupid <laughs> and he was just he was just always kind and polite and yeah so it, it, he stood out to me in 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 that sense and so I didn't I didn't pursue him dating wise or anything like that we didn't really I didn't really date in high school 
Um, but yeah, and then, uh, and then, yeah. And then after we were out of high school, we ended up at the same party together. Yep. And you asked me to dance or, or somehow. Yeah. And then, yeah, we kind of ended up, yeah. Dating kind of, I think he kind of realized like he couldn't just judge me by a couple of other people I hung around with, but kind of got to know me and. Yes. Yeah. But you know who you are at 17 it just changes even even to 19 and 20 it changes so rapidly once you kind of get out of high school and start kind of your life you know on your own and stuff it just you, you change a lot so yeah yeah well, one of the things is when when we we got to know each other i know i i, I did change my opinion obviously <laughs> but it was <laughs> after 25 years after 25 years i hope so but i changed my opinion just because she was not yeah, I kind of judged her unfairly. She was very kind, and and we we hit it off right away. And we had very similar um, likes and dislikes. So I think that's where it, where where it started. Yeah, awesome. And now, like you said, twenty five years later. Does yeah. it feel like twenty five? Does it feel like forty five? Does it feel like five? How's it there's, feel 25 years? Yeah, there's like a there's a weird point around like seven or nine or ten years where you don't have any stories from before you were married. Like you start like you start where all the stories that you tell on about things are from when you were married. It's it's kind of a weird it's kind of a weird thing that happens. You kind of realize, oh I'm like I'm not telling stories from my, you know, teenage years or my whatever, early twenties. Mind you, we got married quite young, right? But um How old were y'all? So I was 22, you were 24? Yeah. Oh, yeah, and I was almost almost 23. So yeah, definitely young. It's closer to, that's like how my, uh, I think, let's see. Close to how my parents were. They were both, they got married in June of 84. So they were, they were both 23. Because they both have the birthday in the same month, so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and so, yeah, so 25 years, um, what is some, if there's one, I don't know if there's one singular, like big challenge that you've overcome or anything, or just some things in general about, you know, fights or disagreements and any tips about tips about those. Frank, what do you got? Well, I've got case, a, I've got a list, yeah. but I don't want to <laughs> talk all the time. While you're talking, you two, maybe give one, just one. <laughs> And not twelve. I would say I would say early on, like Frank and I, Frank and I connected, and we we had so much in common, and we got along so well. Um, but it was very weird how different our upbringings were and our background. Like, yeah, like we're both, you know. I mean, I wasn't raised necessarily in Sudbury, but I had been there since um, I was born there, and then moved away, and then moved back. Anyway. Um, even though we we're both Canadian born and uh, Frank's family is Italian. Um, his parents were born in Italy. His brother and sister were born in Italy. He's kind of the only one in this family born in Canada. So his upbringing was, was more of that traditional Italian upbringing. Mine was much more, um, I don't know what you would call it. Like my parents just don't always, my, my parents were kind of like, okay, we trust you until you show us we can't trust you. Whereas, and I'm speaking for your family. Sorry, Frank, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but it's almost more of like, uh, 
we don't trust ourselves to trust you. We kind of we, we kind of want to make sure we're we're watching everything, if that makes sense. And so necessarily they don't trust their kids. They just don't trust situations and things like that. Yeah, I, I think that makes sense. Yeah, I think part of that was um, maybe their upbringing and stuff uh, that they kind of um, you know were very young and kind of did things that they maybe maybe regretted. So they looked uh, at their kids in the same way. They didn't want them to make those same mistakes they made. So I think they were overprotective on some of the things that the that that you know some of the things that they didn't let us do, and um, so they were kind of strict in that terms, you know, in terms of allow uh, letting us do different things and experience different things. Um, so so sorry, my so my point for that was just one of the early challenges for me was I was trying to treat Frank's parents like I treat my parents, which are more really like friends at this point. Like once I was on my own lived on my own. And then once I was married, it was kind of like my parents were my friends. Yeah, I could go to them for advice, but they, we were much more, um, I don't know, it was just different. So I would try to treat Frank's parents the same way, but they would then worry. So if I said something like, hey, we're thinking about buying a car, then it became that they kind of were concerned what kind of car we're going to buy, were we going to get in over our heads financially and things like that. Whereas my parents would be like, oh, let us know if you want. Oh, my mom, my dad would say, oh, I'd love to look at cars if you want to bring me, but you don't have to, or, oh, you should try check this place. Like it was just, it was just a very different thing. And so I kind of learned early on because I made them maybe kind of worry when they shouldn't have had to. And anyway, so from the beginning, I kind of learned, okay, Frank kind of deals with her, manages his parents. And I kind of deal with mine, if that makes sense. Like it, it even setting up and arranging visits and holidays and things like that. Like I let Frank do that with his family. Cause if I try to do it, it's almost like, um, like I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's just, a, it's just a different kind of relationship. Like they're still very parental, even now that mm-hmm. we're in our forties. Um, whereas my parents, it's much more like peers. I don't know. Did that make sense? To me, it does. Yes. So that was a bit I of a challenge. So. Yeah, that was a bit of a challenge. I got, I got in trouble a few times for, um, anyway, not, not for approaching things. things. ways that they thought like it's respectful to do it this way and I didn't do it that way because I didn't I didn't have that parental thing with my parents if that makes sense so I kind of you know a lot of it was my misunderstanding and 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 you know maybe them a little bit overreacting uh so that was kind of an early challenge I would say that that then we kind of solved do you have one yeah I I think one of the challenges too was in and, and in terms of of marriage is you know, when when sometimes you have to work too much, that puts a strain in marriage. I had a job where I had to work, and I was working 60 or 70 hours a, a week, and it was just oh too much. Yeah, it was just too much, and I wasn't seeing Vanda very much. And then, you know, that's where the problems start, and then trying to make time for Vanda. You know, sometimes, you know, we, we focus too much in our careers and on doing things um, for our careers and stuff, and, and then you have to find out what's really important. So that's where putting uh, work-life balance in perspective, right? So um, that's where, you know, you know, you have to determine what you're, and, and that problem with the job working 60 or 70 hours, that ended up that job was just, it was just an awful job. And it didn't, you know, the promises that it gave that, you know, there would be uh, promotions, you would climb up the corporate ladder, that, that didn't happen, right? So it basically, kind of taught me a valuable lesson is, okay, I can spend my time doing this to try to, you know, better the family by providing materially, by providing things, or it would be better just to spend time with the family. 
and mm-hmm. you know the money thing yeah we you know it's basically you know instead of living to work work to live to live basically right right no absolutely that makes sense it's definitely yeah, good it's, advice Go yeah ahead. many many people have i call it sacrificing your marriage or sacrificing a relationship with your children many people sacrifice that on the altar of work like lots and lots of people have done it and mm-hmm. um you just have to you have to you have to set you have to you have to define what success is for you and then and then work and live to honor that what you can what you define as success and you know and it's not always climbing the corporate ladder that's not mm-hmm. that's not something we ever yeah set out to do you know yeah no that makes sense yeah, it's challenging, especially I know I'm in my mind planning for the future and things I want to do career-wise and then things we want to do with future children, not pregnant, to be clear, listeners. Yeah. Uh, always got to, anytime you say the word children, it's like, no, not, they're not yeah. here, they're not, they're not coming, they're not on the horizon, not, not today. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, um, definitely can be very challenging. Um is there other uh, advice that you would have for for people um, who are look? Let's say you know people who are looking to be married or looking for their spouse. Um, what is maybe some advice, and then what are maybe some tips for um, keeping things? I don't want to say keeping things fresh, but you know, keeping keeping each other like int- interested isn't quite the word, but you know, staying yeah. kind of keeping engaged in your marriage so to say maybe some tips there so i think um yeah i can i, I can i can talk about that because my, my tip actually leads to something that you should look for in, in a marriage mate it, it's really something that you should look for is you got to like the same stuff i think that's very important you should have common interests like the same type of things because that's going to help you later on in the marriage right um you know a lot of people they feel like, oh, you know, when they get married, they, they grow apart. Well, I find that if you like the same thing, if if you you have the same interest, what will happen is you kind of grow together when you get married. You know, um, so if I were to say, you know, you know, find somebody that likes the same things that you do. Not to say that you can have can't have different interests. I think that's important as well. But when you like the th- same things, um, you know, that really helps. Uh, just to kind of get over some of the little humps and stuff because you spend time doing the same things together. And I think that's the most important thing is when you spend time together, similar interests, that's what helps to to make the the marriage continue. And in terms of, you know, as the marriage continues on, you have to, you know, continue to change together. Like people grow apart. They say they grow apart is because they kind of start to develop different interests, right? Well, why not develop those different interests, but involve each other in those interests? For example, you know, when we got married early on, Vanda, you know, liked to go, and it's, it sounds like something that you see in sitcoms, she liked to go to ballet. I've never been to the ballet. So I, I you know, so I could, have, I could have said, okay, well, I don't like it, even though I wasn't familiar or didn't know anything about the ballet. But I went, and I enjoyed it. You know, I enjoyed it. And so, you know, not that now I'm a ballet fan, but... If she wants to, if Vanda wants to go to ballet, I don't have, I, I don't mind. And that's where you, you know, you have those differences, but you kind of, you kind of have to do things together. 
So you have these differences, but to take an interest in those differences. And I think that helps the marriage quite a bit. And that helps to keep it fresh because you're always, because you're in a marriage, you're always changing. You're always growing, hopefully. Um, you're always, uh, you know, into different things as the marriage goes along. So if you guys can, uh, if, if you can navigate it together, and even if there's differences, if you can respect those differences and even share in those differences, um, that's going to help a lot. Yeah, because I would say to go along with that, Frank um, has always been huge into sports. And um, we liked sports as as a family growing up. We watched you know, CFL, Canadian Football League, football. Um, we watch hockey, of course, because we're Canadians. Like, you know, we're not animals. Uh, <laughs> and and so, but sports definitely wasn't as much of an interest as it as it is to Frank and has always been to Frank. So, but when we got married, um, then I definitely... You know, we threw Super Bowl parties, and I would sort of try to show interest in the Dallas Cowboys. It's very hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> I concur. As you know. Um, mm -hmm. But then, like, three and a half years ago, when I started a sports podcast, as basically it's like I'm the spouse of a sports fan, and I started a sports podcast kind of for people like me that were like, hey, sports is part of our lives. It just is let's let's uh let's talk about the stuff we like about sports that's kind of the idea of my of my podcast so that actually was an interest of mine doing the creative side of the podcast the fact that the topic was sports obviously brings frank into it as well he's been my my guest co-host multiple times and things like that i'll just wait for this thing to pass by here maybe okay it's right next door. um yeah so then of course that was kind of almost combining our interest in a sense. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and I've learned now we can talk sports way better than we have for like 20 years of our marriage because I do research and I do a podcast on it and I always looking for interesting things to talk about. So, um, yeah, you just, you're going to, you're going to change and you have to be willing to let each other change and, and grow with those interests. If someone, you know, we used to always take vacations in cities. Like we always yeah, went to true. cities. We loved going to like cities. That was our favorite vacation. And music festivals. And then you get to a point where you're like, I really need to rest and relax on vacation. <laughs> and so mm -hmm. our vacation totally switched. And to the point now that we're on vacation this week and we're out at our, you know, basically our campsite, our seasonal campsite with our trailer and just hanging out, kind of building fires and making grilled cheese sandwich, <laughs> you know, very, very different from previous vacations. But as yeah. things change, we haven't we haven't forced each other to stick in the things. We've kind of gone along and and yeah, worked with each other. Awesome. No, that's important to to kind of grow in that way together, like like a Frank and both of you are kind of saying. Awesome. That's no, that's fantastic. I think um, it's really encouraging to meet couples and and get to know couples like yourselves who have been together for a while. Um, cause I feel like there's less and less of that in some ways, or at least that's, that's shown in, 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 in settings. And then also getting an opportunity to really sit down and kind of examine those things. What's the one thing, and I don't think I put this on the outline, but, um, what, did, what would you say was one thing that, um, maybe surprised you about being married over the course of your marriage or at the beginning, um, about each other or the and or um, like marriage, the idea of marriage um, itself. I guess 
like we, I was so much more mature when I was like 19 to 22 than I am now, I feel like. But I just, I remember planning our wedding and, and we just kept constantly reminding each other, this is just one day. Like it's going to be a really fun day. We're going to have a great time. Hopefully the food will be great. But we always knew that the wedding was just like, if that was the best day of our marriage, that's really sad. So we, we always kind of knew that would be a a good day and a good memorable day. And it definitely is. And people still actually tell us they remember being at our wedding and how much fun we had. And I think it's because we really didn't put a lot of pressure on that day. Um, Mm -hmm. We had a big, big wedding, sit down dinner, like, you know, 200 and almost 300 people sit down dinner at a hotel. Like it was a, it was a, it was a nice fancy wedding, mm-hmm. but, but it, um, but we just, we went into it very much like this won't be the best day ever. So we, we kind of knew that. And then, and then when we went into marriage, it, you know, we've had different people warn us the first year is difficult and the first that's done. So we kept kind of waiting for this difficult time that kind of didn't come. And, you know, like, I don't know. I mean, I made a rule. I made a couple of rules for myself when I went into marriage. One of them was my family has a very hard time apologizing. We don't like to, um, we don't, we don't like to admit we're wrong. (laughs) So I knew that that was a a weakness, a fault in me. And so I said from the beginning, I was like, okay, you have to apologize and apologize quickly and mean it um, in marriage. Because this is not like your brothers who are stuck with you and have to love you anyway because they're your brothers this is someone that's choosing deciding to be with you so you kind of have to you know do your best to to be a better person so anyway so I learned to say I'm sorry and to admit that I was wrong when I was and um I kind of knew that from the start the other thing my goal and this sounds like such a minimal goal but it was always when I when I call Frank and he knows it's me calling I want mm-hmm. him to answer the phone and be happy that it's me. So I know that sounds like very strange, but I knew so many friends that got married before me and it was, if they phoned their husband, maybe it was to nag them or to tell them they forgot something or to remind them like, and it was all um, maybe like nagging sort of mm-hmm. where, or you see it on TV and movies, right? Oh, it's the boy, it's the ball and chain calling or it's the wife, you know, and I always thought, I don't, I, I want Frank to, when he answers the phone, to be like, oh, great. My, you know, Vanda's calling me. What, this is going to be a great conversation because it's her. As opposed right. to, like, dreading, like, okay, what did I mess up this time? Not that I don't nag. I think, like, it's kind of, you can't help but, but do that when you're someone. Anyways, I, you know, I'm always working on, on things, too, for myself. But, um, yeah, and so I, I, think, I think that was achieved in that, you know, he always answers the phone when I call, so that's a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and uh, for me, it was something very similar to that, is that, you know, I mean, I used to go, when I, when I go out with, when I go with friends and stuff that are married, I was always surprised that they were, wanted to stay out longer, and, you, you know, they didn't want to go home to their wives, and <laughs> And I always felt that was a surprise because, you know, I always felt like, oh, I, I can't wait to get this night over uh, with my friends so I can go home, you know, and, and spend time with, with my wife and stuff. So and not not to brag or anything, but that's that's what I that, that's what I always felt like. Yeah. And I was I, I couldn't understand why people would complain about their wives as well, because I, I have never complained about Vanda 
publicly. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> I, you know, uh, under my under my breath, I will say some things, but um, you know, publicly, I've never complained. And I, you know, I see these guys that you know we complain about their wives, and I'd be like, well, your wife's not that bad, like <laughs> you know, like, and it's, it's so I, I always found it a surprise that people would complain uh, about their wives. So yeah. I feel that way. I'm of the mind like you shouldn't air your dirty laundry, as the saying goes, with other people. Like if you're having an issue with your spouse, yes, you yes. know, it's just I I don't feel like that needs to be on front street. It's one thing to talk to like a therapist or someone in that realm, you know, or yeah. whatever if that's if that's necessary or whatever. But I I don't know. I'm just like a keep things close to the vest. I mean, fun stuff, yeah. Like oh, we're doing this and you know whatever whatever. But if you're having issues, especially to like in-laws or or family yeah. members and stuff because they you know you you as a couple someone told me this like you as a couple get over you know problem a happens y'all are a little have a little tiff or an issue for a couple days yeah. and then you know day three y'all are over it we're all good but on day yeah. two you told you know all your cousins and all of them so now every time they see him the last thing they heard was this this and that so yeah. it's just it's good to kind of keep those things close to the vest um yeah and that's another hit never tell your parents if you guys had an argument never never <laughs> never because it's it'll be like it'll be like it'll be brought up 20 years later <laughs> <laughs> oh so, my goodness yeah true yeah, yeah. yeah your parents your parents aren't like an unbiased um you know it, i mean it, most people would think that it would be like, oh, your parents would always side with you. But my mom would always, like, <laughs> would always side with Frank or would always, like, not not that I would complain to her, but in, in talking and anything, it was always like, oh, well, you should let Frank or you should, you know, Frank should, you know, maybe Frank needs a, a break. You know, like, she just, my mom really thinks the world of Frank. And so um, mm-hmm. that's a great, that's a great thing. But um yeah, she one time said, like, I hope you guys have kids and I hope they look like Frank. And I'm like, <laughs> what is that even? What? Does, like, how is that? Like, it's, and she said, oh, I'm dark, your child. Dark curly yeah. hair, dark eyes. And I'm like, okay, sure. Um, I mean, we <laughs> never planned on having children. And that was like from seriously day one of dating. I was very open with the fact that I wasn't interested at this point in having kids. And so that's never been kind of a, that that's a whole nother side of relationships or marriage that, you know, you could talk to someone about kids. Cause I like that has never been um, like the pressures of raising kids, but also like the joys of raising kids. We haven't experienced either of those things. So you'd have to talk to someone else about that. But um, for us, I mean, well, and that's another thing to go into a marriage is make sure you agree on major things like having children, where you're going to live, yeah. What kind of what kind of what economic level you're interested in living at? You know what I mean? Like if if someone's content with less and someone else really just wants more, 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 more and wants to live in this certain community or things like that, like you have to make sure that you're both pulling in the same direction because that's going to help. So in terms of kids, I mean, I knew from, you know, high school age that I wasn't interested in, in having kids. I love kids. I love our nephews and our niece. Like it's fantastic. That's a great relationship. And I, I, I was kind of like, Oh, okay. I get it. I get why people <laughs> want kids. But uh, anyway, you just, you, those big, big life decisions, you cannot compromise on those. Cause you will not be happy. Like you cannot be happy 
Um, not that someone can't change their mind, but going into it, you, you you just have to be really honest and open and and make sure you're yeah you're 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 both like if you're on the same like horse team or sled dog team sled dogs if you're in Canada I guess <laughs> make sure you're pulling in the same direction you know because um, otherwise like your all your efforts are wasted if you're pulling against each other as opposed to together you can you can accomplish so much more. Mm-hmm. True. Blood dogs are going to be now in my dreams tonight because we're talking about <laughs> discuss. <laughs> okay. Um, so that was, that was really good information, I think, for people and I think useful for a lot of couples out there. Um, so how can folks find, um, I know you talked a bit about your podcast. I don't know if you want to plug it a little bit and how folks can find you all on social media if you want them to find you. If you're like my husband, you want to stay incognito and and all that. Yeah, I don't want anybody to find me, so I won't say anything. <laughs> Frank, Frank barely has social media. Ba- Frank barely has social media, and I have four Instagram accounts. Yes. Um, and someone. Those said, are those are one of the th- differences about us that uh, we have to grow to like about each other. <laughs> but one day, someone said to Frank, "Oh, I love your dog's Instagram account." And Frank turns to me and he goes, "Our dog has an Instagram account," <laughs> and I was like. I didn't think you were interested, so I didn't tell you, but I just started it. So <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so the podcast is, um, and again, it's very casual sports chat. I call it a sports podcast for the rest of us, and it's called Tight Ends your, Podcast. Your award-winning podcast, was that? Yes, yeah, so I did. I won a Canadian <laughs> podcast award. She's very humble about it, but I told her, say it every time you I say know, that you have a I podcast. Know. It should be yeah. award-winning yeah. podcast, right yeah. out of your mouth. Exactly. Um, yeah, so I know I did win a Canadian podcast award. Uh, yeah, it's Titans podcast. So you can find it. Um, the website is titanspodcast.com. That's the best place to go to find everything. And my favorite social media is, is Twitter at the tight ends. And, uh, yeah, we just, we talk about funny stuff in sports and bad boys and things. The last episode Monique was on definitely the heaviest episode I've ever done. I think it's the first, the only episode I've cried in, I think. Um, just cause we kind of talked about sports. Sense. Yeah. Sports and kind of how it's being affected now with, uh, you know, things going on, black lives mm-hmm. matter and, and mm-hmm. different going on around. Um, and of course, uh, of course it affects sports cause sports is part of our, you know, social construct. So, um, anyway, yeah. So for the most part, it's very funny. <laughs> and the last episode <laughs> is the only one that, Last episode is also fun, but it uh, just kind of gets a little little more heavy. But um, yeah, so find it and and uh, enjoy. And yeah, football is supposed to be starting again in September. We'll see. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Banda and Frank, for joining me. And uh, yeah, have a good uh, rest of your day. All right. Thank you. All right. Thanks. All right. So, once again, I'd like to thank Vanda and Frank for joining me on this interview. And I think with some really good tips and information. Um, hopefully, this will help you in your relationships or if you're looking into getting into a relationship, something to consider. Um, thanks again for listening to the Victory Podcast. You can find us um, wherever you find your podcast. Please be sure to share this with your friends, family, even your enemies. And I... 
hope to find you also on social media. You can find us at The Victory Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, so please leave comments. You can also check out our website at thevictorypodcast.com. Lots of good updates there. And I'll end this episode as I end every other episode with my tagline of every problem has a solution. It's whether you're willing to do the work to find it. Let's do the work and be victorious.